Section 44 of Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens. The Little Brawl at Avon, Chapter 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens. I think, said Carol Whiteskin, that although judgment was given against Fionn, it was Fionn had the rights of it. He had eleven hundred killed, said Conan, amiably, and you may call that the rights of it if you like. All the same, Carol began argumentatively, and it was you that commenced it, Conan continued. Ho, ho, Carol cried. Why, you are as much to blame as I am. No, said Conan, for you hit me first and if we had not been separated the other growled separated said conan with a grin that made his beard poke all around his face yes separated if they had not come between us i still think don't think out loud dear heart for you and i are at peace by law that is true said carol and a man must stick by a judgment come with me my dear and let us see how the youngsters are shaping in the school one of them has rather a way with him as a swordsman no youngster is any good with a sword conan replied you're right there said carol it takes a good right man for that weapon boys are good enough with slings confro continued but except for eating their fill and running away from a fight you can't count on boys the two bulky men turned towards the school of the fianna it happened that fion my well had summoned the gentlemen of the fianna and their wives to a banquet everybody came for a banquet given by fion was not a thing to be missed there was golmore mac morna and his people fion's son osin and his grandson oscar there was dermot of a gay face kelty macronan but indeed there were too many to be told of for all the pillars of war and battle torches of the gale were there the banquet began Fion sat in the chief captain's seat in the middle of the fort, and facing him in the place of honor he placed the mirthful Gulmac Morna, and from these, ranging on either side, the nobles of the Fianna took each the place that fitted his degree in patrimony. After good eating, good conversation. And after good conversation, sleep, that is the order of a banquet. So when each person had been served with food to the limit of desire, the butlers carried in shining and jeweled drinking horns, each having its tide of smooth, heady liquor. Then the young heroes grew merry and audacious, the ladies became gentle and kind, and the poets became wonders of knowledge and prophecy. Every eye beamed in that assembly, and on Fion every eye was turned continually in the hope of a glance from the great, mild hero. Gal spoke to him across the table enthusiastically. There is nothing wanting to this banquet, O chief, said he. And Fion smiled back into that eye which seemed a well of tenderness and friendship. Nothing is wanting, he replied, but a well-shaped poem. A crier stood up then, holding in one hand a length of coarse iron links and in the other a chain of delicate antique silver. He shook the iron chain so that the servants and followers of the household should be silent and he shook the silver one so that the nobles and poets should hearken also. 
Fergus, called Trulips, the poet of the Fianna Finn, then sang of Fionn and his ancestors and their deeds. When he had finished, Fionn and Osin and Oscar and Mac Lugach of the Terrible Hand gave him rare and costly presents, so that every person wondered at their munificence, and even the poet, accustomed to the liberality of kings and princes, was astonished at his gifts. Fergus then turned to the side of Gaul Mac Morna, and he sang of the forts, the destructions, the raids, and the wooings of Clan Morna, and as the poems succeeded each other, Gaul grew more and more jovial and contented. When the songs were finished, Gaul turned in his seat. Where is my runner? he cried. He had a woman runner, a marvel for swiftness and trust. She stepped forward. I am here, royal captain. Have you collected my tribute from Denmark? It is here. And with help, she laid beside him the load of three men of doubly refined gold. Out of this treasure, and from the treasure of rings and bracelets and torques that were with him, Gal Morna paid Fergus for his songs, and much as Fionn had given, Gal gave twice as much. But as the banquet proceeded, Gal gave, whether it was to harpers or prophets or jugglers, more than anyone else gave, so that Fionn became displeased, and as the banquet proceeded, he grew stern and silent. End of section 44